Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. Your day is probably going to get a lot better after this podcast episode because you're going to get so much great information ingrained into your brain after this one. Lots of knowledge bombs in here. But first, I just wanted to remind you that you should definitely join the Facebook group Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe if you haven't already, as I mentioned in my intro, although I don't know if you listen to my intro. So, you know, I just wanted to remind you again. And if you want to support the show, it really does mean a lot to me if you leave a rating and a review on iTunes and or Stitcher. Just takes a second. And if you're subscribed, that obviously helps me out a lot. And it's free for you and a great way to make sure that you always get updated when I upload a new episode, which now will be twice a week, still wrapping my head around that one. But this will also allow me to do more solo episodes, which I'm really excited about. I love doing more Q&A style episodes. And if you guys used to listen to Straight Up Paleo, which was the other podcast that I used to co-host, which we stopped, I would love to do more more podcast episodes that are styled like that where people send in questions and then I can answer them. I think that's really helpful and I like to have all different types of styles on this podcast. And if you have a question that you want answered, you can send that into podcast at christinaricewellness.com. But in general, get excited for a lot of fun new content coming up. I can't believe it's middle of September when this is coming out. It's really weird to me. I can't tell what month it is ever because um, in Los Angeles, it just feels like summer all year long and I really need some seasons, but I think I will get some seasons. I'm traveling a bit the next month or so. So when this comes out, I will be leaving for Tahoe. Well, actually, I'm going to be leaving for the Bay Area and then from the Bay, I'll drive up to Tahoe because I don't want to drive straight from LA to Tahoe. We are having a podcasting party with the guys from Mind Pump are throwing a podcasting party, I guess. So I'll be there. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited. And then I'll come back. Then I go to Canada. It's going to be a blast. Going to be a blast. So that's what's new with me. And I'm feeling like it's, well, when I go to Canada, I'm celebrating Thanksgiving, which is so weird. It's time to get into pumpkin things. If you need pumpkin recipes, go to my blog and just search pumpkin. I have a lot of really great pumpkin recipes. I have this pumpkin cake on there. Oh my God, it's so good. Okay, besides the point. Anyways, that is kind of where I'm at right now. And yeah, that's my little life update. So... Let's just talk about today's guest because I'm very excited for you guys to hear this episode. If you have been curious about adaptogens or 
tonics, herbs, this is the episode for you. There's a lot of really helpful information here. So today's episode is an interview with Scott Lindy, who is the founder of Sun Potion Transformational Foods. If you live in Los Angeles, I'm sure you know about Sun Potion, and they're in a lot of other stores too, but it's I definitely see it a lot more often in stores in SoCal. I'm not sure where it is at other places, but either way, you've probably seen this brand on Instagram. They have these beautiful blue glass jars with a gold label, wings. It's beautiful. And Sun Potion is a company that has a whole line of tonic herbs and superfoods. And everything is organic and or wildcrafted. They take care to make sure these are the highest quality products on the market. You can taste the difference. You can tell the difference. And all of these different herbs have so many different health properties. And I know it can be very overwhelming. I'm overwhelmed. And I do feel like I'm very well educated on a lot of this stuff. I use a lot of these herbs in my own life. If you follow me, I'm sure you've heard me talking about my obsession with reishi and chaga. I love cordyceps and lion's mane. And there are so many other amazing adaptogens and herbs out there that really, really do have an incredible effect on our health. And it's something... That's definitely becoming more popular, especially in this health and wellness space. But it it can be overwhelming. Everyone's like, what do these do? How do I use them? What are the benefits? Is it really worth it? You know, it's some of these are expensive. Is it worth the price? How do I know the difference? What do I need to know about sourcing? All of those questions. And I really just wanted to get down into the nitty-gritty of it with Scott. And he is just a wealth of knowledge. He is a really, really nice guy. I had so much fun chatting with him. And I mean, I just wish I could see the inside of his brain because he just like spews out information about adaptogens and herbs. And it's almost like he has too much information that he can't, he doesn't even, like you can't even pull it all out of him because there's just too much in there, you know? But even in this conversation, I felt like I needed to take notes because I was like, okay, what's the best herb for this, for that? And he would just give you all this information. I'm like, okay, great. So, and that's what I love. I love giving you guys really practical advice. So I think that if you're if you're confused about the whole tonic herb adaptogen world, this will be incredibly helpful for you. So I'm really excited about it. Scott shares a lot more about why he decided to create this company, Sun Potion, and sort of more about the back end of creating it and his personal experience with herbs and how they have helped his health and why he is so particular about the sourcing and where they come from. And we we talk about more than just these herbs. We talk about kind of health culture in general. So really interesting. I really, really loved chatting with Scott and I'm so grateful he came on the podcast. So I hope that you guys enjoy this as well. So now that you know a little bit about Scott, let's just hop into the convo. Well, thank you again for coming. I'm so excited to be talking to you. And for people who aren't familiar with who you are, explain what you do for a living. 
what do I do for a living? I have, for me, I don't relate to it as a job. Okay. I feel like I have one of the most uh, fun and exciting and just kind of like interesting lines of work or something like that. Mostly because I built it. I built a little business on some years of cultivated curiosity and excitement and interest and just learning a lot for no other reason than just my own personal gratification about the main topic of the business, which is tonic herbs Mm -hmm. and teas and concentrated, best quality, single ingredient plant materials. Yes. So these are things that in my own life, I was super passionate about, really excited about, um, kind of these things had a big impact on me. And at, at some point, I sort of like dawned on me at one moment of like, oh my God, we could just make these things available for other people. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't that be a cool project? And I related to it as like a, a project or a game or a fun thing to do that was like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be easy. <laughs> and it's going to be like no problem. So that was like my whole framework for for starting. And uh-huh. it's not always all those things, but <laughs> there's many times when it is. And so yeah. I'm super grateful. So it's very, it's fun, but it's probably not always easy to run your own company. Man, it's a constant set of learning. Yeah. There's a continual constructive deconstruction of the business. What? All the time. Expand on that. What does that mean? Uh, continuous. It's happening all the time. We're yeah. in our eighth year right now, and it certainly Eight. hasn't wow. stopped. So okay. initially, there were things like I had no idea how to use Excel. <laughs> I had all of the math of what it costs for, say, like a wholesale price list and uh-huh. stuff in my head. Wow. I had did not have the skill to create an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> with a wholesale price list. So there was a period of time where everyone that I talked to wanted a wholesale price list and I didn't have it. <laughs> but then eventually it got so bad that I had to figure out how to do it Yeah. and implement some learning around Excel. And then all of a sudden we had the wholesale price list and that like was no longer even a question anymore because uh-huh. it was like taken care of. So that's a small example of like what has incrementally happened all the time over over the course of years. Yeah. The deconstruction part. As an example, we had an old system for making labels that included me bringing sets of paper labels on pages to a local print shop, having them print it, coming back, manually putting the labels on the jars, that kind of thing. We ran a big order right in the end of August one year. It was super hot out, and the label sheets were melting inside of the guy's printer. Oh, my gosh. Significantly damaging his machine, and he was, like, not happy with us, and we couldn't use that system for labels anymore. So that the system broke. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then we had to figure out a new system. So it went to, like, being on tape labels and Mm -hmm. working with a more specialized person that was... You know, just had more um, specific skills to what we needed. Mm-hmm. You don't seem like someone who gets phased by stress. You don't seem like you get stressed very much. How do you? 
<laughs> well, talk to my team. I mean, we all do our best. You know, it's kind of like for me too with the business. It's like I personally feel responsible for everything that kind of the results of everything mm-hmm. that goes on. And as the team grows and the number of people involved grows, and the complexity of the movements of all the parts grows, there's times where there's hiccups in the results, mm-hmm. and I, I take that like a personal responsibility kind of thing. Yeah, because you care. I do, yes. (laughs) And so sometimes that comes out then as like me being stressed because I'm frustrated with, you know, like why isn't it happening or Uh I know we could do better. Yeah. Let's do better together. (laughs) (laughs) So I can let myself off the hook for like the minor hiccup and the stream of results yeah well okay let's take a step back i want to get back to like the origin of okay. sun potion how did you start getting into all of these tonics and herbs oh yes if you if you didn't know the topic of conversation we're talking about <laughs> is sun potion transformational foods yes and we're based up in santa barbara so how did I... How did you first get get into all this? Where did this begin? Have uh, you always been at, from a young age or what? I've always been really connected with nature. Mm-hmm. I grew up on a lake in Minnesota, so I was always like observing and seeing uh, changes of seasons and elemental changes and migratory bird patterns. And that was like something that my mom was really interested in. So, you know, the swamp behind our house and the summers we'd be out there with magnifying glasses like looking at all the larvae for the different bugs and stuff i don't think i've ever met anyone before who had a swamp in the back of their house that's pretty it was so cool we lived on a little peninsula and this road would become like an emerald uh cave when you drove down it and you drove down one side of the swamp and you kind of did almost like a u-turn and came down out onto this peninsula where the families. And our pretty much our whole little neighborhood was at. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of the house was this beautiful, like, five-mile-long lake. Wow. So we were, like, full, free-range, beach, summer. That sounds amazing. Babies. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Okay. So you loved nature. Loved nature. Uh-huh. Uh, at some point, I moved to L.A. and was really disconnected from nature for probably yeah. the longest period in my life, which what brought was three you out years. Here? I did a yoga teacher training, and I was like, sunny here all year round, I'm staying. Yeah. So um, then I stayed and just was working and doing things in the city here. and um, But eventually I needed to get back to nature. So there was like some events that happened, and I kind of got to get catapulted out of the city, and I found myself in nature places like Oregon and... Mount Madonna mm-hmm. Yoga Center up in Watson by Santa Cruz and Ojai Foundation and living in Ojai as a kind of a base for about five years. Okay. And during that time, were you teaching yoga or what no. were you doing for a living? I was J-O-B free. Okay. You're a free the, spirit. The journey of the brook was over. <laughs> I was taking a break from... Because I was like feeling like I was on a treadmill when I was in LA, just working in real estate, doing these kind of, yeah, you know, busy kind of jobs and busy lifestyle and lots of traffic and stuff. So that's what people don't understand about LA. They think they're gonna come out here and they have this like vision of what it's like to live here, and it's it's not. You are really disconnected from nature and community, and people are just like you said. It's like being on a treadmill sometimes. So it's interesting that you bring it up, you know, because people think just like beach. Right. They're not always on the beach. 
watching. Right, right. Yeah. And so um, I love LA. Yeah. I love the culture here. I mean, it's a melting pot for like. Definitely. So many things from around the world. I love going to cities like New York. I go, I've been going like once a week. I mean, once a month for a week. Really? For since summer last year, and that's been really, really good for me. Yeah. Um, so I love being in the the energy of the city, mm-hmm. but for me, I need to be out of the city a lot of the time. Yeah. And so a balance, right? Right. <laughs> and so, um, in this case, um, to answer your question, how did this all come about? Really, the time in Ohio, I had a lot of time to be really directly connected with nature, like living outside, mm-hmm. and then I also. Um, was learn taking that time to like learn and saturate different metaphysical things, spiritual stuff. Oh, is a great place if you want to just kind of go out into the ethers and learn how to do some of these practices and learn about your light body and learn about meditation and learn about um, that sort of ilk or topic of mm-hmm. of things. And so I was like a big old sponge just absorbing 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 and during that process sometimes i would hear about certain herbs mm-hmm. that could help a traveler on their journey of this path and so i the herbs and i really had a, a level of intrigue with each other and i just got really i'd get really excited and i go looking for them in stores or online or different things uh, often not able to find the things that were being recommended or I was hearing about. Do you remember the first herb that you were after? Macunapurians. I saw a person speak uh, about Macunapurians, the specific standardized concentrated uh, extract of it, and mm. the material was chemically, it was 15% L-dopa. Levodopa is the chemical precursor to dopamine in the neurotransmitter cascade, so it goes like L-dopa, dopamine serotonin norepinephrine and there's like other neurotransmitters that Ah. it changes into over Uh so the the promise of this herb was this is something that's going to make you happy and it feels really really good to have it and it's just nourishing healthy levels of dopamine in your body by giving your body this l-dopa precursor and your body by the way makes this stuff on its own Mm -hmm. you're just adding a little extra in a plant-based form that is your body can recognize because it's a plant and it metabolizes this material like it's food and then it takes that chemistry and directs it to where it's needed in the body Mm -hmm. in this case the nervous system so i heard about that and i was like sign me up i'm I'm into this i I don't want to just try it i want to have this like every day yeah and then i went out and looked and it uh didn't i couldn't really find it like that i mean there was versions or examples of like the whole bean just dried and powdered mm-hmm. uh, there you know it's just kind of like a lot of the superfoods are kind of just like dried things that are powdered mm-hmm. that have maybe a special nutritional profile or something like that wait so explain why you don't want just a dried powdered form well, it's not that I didn't want it necessarily but I had heard about this like special extract that mm-hmm. was like stronger and water soluble and better better quality and kind of okay. more like a little bit refined version of the of the bulk just dried thing yeah and so that was what i was looking for and i couldn't find it well when i finally did it was something i was like so excited about and we're talking like two years later 
mm-hmm. after hearing about the thing. Okay. Of looking to then find it. You were looking for two it. years. Yeah, not like all the time, actively, <laughs> but I was like definitely yeah. keeping my eyes out for it. I'd be in the health food store. I'd go to the um, supplement aisle and look for it. Sometimes you could find, um, you know, versions of these herbs in like capsules or possibly in like some kind of formulated like Chinese medicine capsule or something like that. Um, so, and I didn't want to have it like that. I wanted mm-hmm. to have it in like concentrated powder that I could like scoop out of a jar or a bag or something and like look at and taste it and smell it and like have a full sensory experience of it. Yeah, is there a difference in efficacy between things that are in like the capsule form versus how you know your sun potions are? Oh, that's a great question. So there's a little bit of a caveat of what the capsule is made of so that material inside has to first of all get into the capsule so they have to use uh, like excipients or uh, flow agents mm-hmm. like a really bad example of that would be like talcum powder okay <laughs> a re- a better example would be some kind of like plant-derived maltodextrin uh-huh. or but something still, like that yeah which by the way uh, maltodextrin usually comes from GMO corn. So yeah. if you see it on the menu, you might want to skip <laughs> no, it. No thanks. <laughs> uh, the the it doesn't always, but uh, you know usually it does. Um, so so okay, so that's the so that's yeah, part so of the problem with use, the capsule. Yeah, you have to use something to get it into the yeah. capsule, otherwise it gets stuck in the machine. And then the other piece is that it has to like uh, dissolve in your stomach. Mm-hmm. So it's in this protective shell that then the idea is it's going to dissolve in some water that you drink. Mm-hmm. And that happens depending on the material. There's different kinds of caps mm-hmm. um, and different ranges of time, you know, like percentage of likely yeah. kind of thing. Whereas if it's already mixed into water, mm-hmm. into a tea or something, I just had an opportunity to make myself like a tea or a coffee or some kind of special drink, mm-hmm. then add these like revered, beautiful, refined, sensory kind of herbal substances in small proportion into the drink, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. Yeah, it is. And there's like a ritual kind of like nice, I'm doing something nice for myself type yeah. thing that you, I mean, personally I was getting off of relating to the material like that. And then it's all of a sudden it's in the water. Mm-hmm. It's already like blended in or suspended or just it's water soluble and it just dissolves in the water. You can do things with it where you're like, oh, full water based, like just water. Mm-hmm. Oh, tea, water, herbs for the tea, hot decocted herbs in the, the liquid. Yeah. And then you're adding so your sun potion herbs to it. Uh-huh. So then you're starting to relate to these things as ingredients. Mm-hmm. as foods yeah as like plant remembering that they're plant materials and not some kind of handful of pills that you're going to relate to as like a medicine yeah i think um, there's more intention behind it you know like if you're making yourself a tonic versus just putting a pill you know <laughs> well really it's what i like uh-huh so we the bit the brand is like kind of been built around my personal preference set Mm -hmm. so for me i wanted things that were absolutely incredible best quality yeah like the best that we could get our hands on of that specific thing and and then i wanted things that were 
generally mostly concentrated extracts. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want anything that had any weird stuff like maltodextrin in it. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't like, I mean, personally, my taste buds have been aligned to like a plant-based, like bitter greens kind of food profile for like a lot of years. So I don't personally need to have sweet stuff. Yeah, me neither. I'm like not really into it. Well, and the the taste is an important aspect of it. I think it's incredibly important for people to be tasting these things. Our bodies have this innate intelligence. And when our taste buds sense, you know, these herbs, our bodies will respond if if it works well or not, right? So like, for example, so part of what I do as a nutritionist is I can do something called lingual neural testing people with supplements and the way you test have you heard of this that's so cool have you heard of this so (laughs) you'll have so say it's in a capsule they have to open up the capsule or sometimes um it's something that's non-capsulated so they'll put it directly on their tongue and the point is to get someone to taste it and sometimes they don't like the taste of it right but the body will respond differently um like once once those taste buds you know sense it then your body changes and will tell me as a practitioner if that supplement works for that person so it's the idea that our our taste buds have to actually get the taste versus when you're just putting a pill down you know you're not getting that sensation and your body how do you know if it works for your body or not right these are sensory felt experiential yes materials or they can be mm-hmm and like what you're saying, and also from my personal interest in these herbs, like, yeah, get the flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Allow your body's instrument, the sensory aspects to give your yeah system information. Exactly. And then your personal discernment, which, by the way, as you start having tonic herbs on a daily basis, goes up. Because mm-hmm. like... For me, my body really responds in a positive way to these things. So then that added like feedback that I may or may not have been used to before mm-hmm. uh, or was used to in different ways. It's like that feedback comes and then I my mind associates like, oh, I like this. That feels good. Yeah. And then the more I do of that, then over time, it's you just kind of start building this sort of carrier wave in the body where the normal sort of midpoint is just like generally feeling good. Yes. And th- and that midpoint starts to be fluid and starts to move on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. So maybe we, you know, we're incredibly adaptable as humans. So there's some of us may find ourselves in situations where we're constantly being sort of weighed down by just annoyances or things are kind of uncomfortable or there's like a minimal amount of pain that's just kind of always there and then that becomes like the set sort of just we're just used to it yeah and we can get through it i mean you know we're like i said we're adaptable to ranges of temperature ranges of you know Mm -hmm. amounts of light i mean people go and meditate and stay in a cave for months at a time Mm -hmm. that's no light Mm -hmm. people go and the egyptians were like full sun sun babies you know like that's full light yeah adaptability exactly okay wait so let's backtrack for a second so you eventually found the you eventually found it the 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 macuna yeah the macuna yeah where i found it in the you know what i found i found it in this in the discount bin (laughs) 
had a um, promising. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. It was expired, and I found it in the discount bin at a superfood purveyor called um, the Raw Food World, which Where? is based in Ojai. Oh, Ojai. And it's basically a warehouse garage that um, has all these different raw food and superfood things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still around, but it had. It was really one of the places I would go to try and get different herbs and supplements and stuff Mm -hmm. um and and so i found it there and i was so stoked and it was in like a a kind of a big quantity it was like one pound Uh uh-huh and it was like but it was expired did you still and it was still over a hundred (laughs) dollars and i was like and i was like oh yeah i bought it and then but i think i saw it and then i like was like oh i can't spend that much money (laughs) and then i like went home and couldn't stop thinking about it Mm -hmm. and i had to go back (laughs) (laughs) that's how you know you want it go back yeah um so at any rate that that was my first introduction and i immediately like brought it home and was making everybody tea with it at the place i was living and Mm -hmm. um just was really excited about it and what did you notice uh, initially, yeah, it was just thrilled to have found it. Yeah. So there was that effect. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, but certainly as I started having it over mm-hmm. time, there's been different phases and experiences of that particular plant over the course of years, really. Like, day one, <laughs> make potion and tea mm-hmm. with this p- special plant that's like been much anticipated. Mm-hmm. Feel thrilled. Day two through five, still excited feeling thrilled about it day 10 chemically the thing is like starting to create some momentum in my body yeah so now feeling good about it because there's like been this these things don't stay in the blood for all that long so you have to put them in consistently Mm -hmm. so it's like this thought of like titrating like little drop drop Mm -hmm. drop rather than like uh splash or like bigger quantities irregularly you do a little bit every day so these things build in the body and they do create like a like the momentum so do you with all of these is that how it works that you need to do a little bit every day to start to feel effects eventually or is are there any that you can take today and feel an effect in an hour yes yeah. You were like we could sit down and if I had my whole kit we could just like sit down we'll make a potion and then in like 20 minutes you and I are both feeling great. And then the rest of the day What would maybe you put in that one? Th- this and Makuna Lion's and mane, astragalus. Makuna. Okay. Um astragalus circle uh circulatory mm-hmm. heart opening. Okay. Um if there's like stagnation or blockages in the body it starts gets everything moving. Chi and fluids and blood and stuff. So We've got the Makuna that we talked about, mm-hmm. mood and nervous system, joy up, mm-hmm. soothing the nervous system, and then so we've got something for the mood, mm-hmm. we've got something for the circulation, little reishi here with the brain. Oh, oh I'm sorry, not the reishi, the new lion's mane. What lion's mane, okay. So this is like brain, nervous system, mental clarity, mm-hmm. uh, mental acuity, memory, things like that. Um, then maybe some pine pollen which is like... What does that do? Uh, it's the genetic material of the mason pine tree, and the powder is like a broken cell wall. Um, it's actually a complete food. It has a, over 100 Im- different amino acids, uh, all the all eight essential amino acids, and like all these bioflavonoid color pigments that are mm-hmm. yellow, and it smells like pine. 
and it's a bioidentical testosterone. So it's like amazing for your brain, androgen hormone balance. So if someone has low testosterone, will that help them? Yes. Yes. And the idea here is that probably most of us have low testosterone. What makes you say that? Uh, well, there's everybody's going to have a range, and there's going to be a balance between androgen, testosterone, mm-hmm. and um, feminine or like uh, estrogen, estrogen hormones, yeah. right? So our food system has a st- strong predominance of presence of estrogen building foods. Yes. Soy, flax, um, BPAs in our plastic bottles or even aluminum cans, things like mm-hmm. that. Personal care products. Personal, yeah, lots of xeno and phytoestrogen. So mm-hmm. that increases the estrogen balance and it decreases the testosterone. Yeah. That's for everybody. But well, also not everybody, but most people. But then we're bathing <laughs> and we're in Southern California. So there's not like a ton of like fresh water coming through the pipes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's getting recirculated and everyone's pharmaceutical stuff that they're on including like birth control and stuff, yeah. goes into the water system and doesn't get removed by the municipal mm-hmm. practices. So over time, that that stuff concentrates in the water. Yeah. So I've heard that as much as 80% of the toxicity we're exposed to mm-hmm. happens while we bathe. Yeah. Skin, open organ, biggest organ in the body, open system, absorbs what we put on it, skincare products, beauty care products, water Yes. Water with things in it, the things in the water. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Everybody could use more androgen hormone balance, the and more testosterone. Almost everybody. Almost. Not everybody. Maybe there, not everybody. There but are certain people, like people with PCOS, <laughs> <laughs> who might not want uh-huh. to, to add any testosterone. Okay, well, that's useful to know, though. So the pine pollen. If someone is allergic to pollen... Would they... It's a toss-up. I don't have an answer for you. They have to, like, rely on someone's personal discernment. Okay. That's a question that people ask. Yeah. And we have gotten mixed reviews from customers. Saying, okay. Some saying that they love it and it works great for their allergies. Others, I don't know if we've gotten any bad feedback, but, you know, we're just generally kind of cautious. Yeah, you don't want to give out any. Yeah, that's a personal decision. Like, none of these herbs are really meant to, like, address symptoms. Yeah. And... We're not really able to tell you that they do anything specifically for symptoms. Mm-hmm. So even though they may or may not have an effect on some of these symptomologies as a general thing, mm-hmm. um, they're not like medicines are meant to like address specific problems in the body. This is stuff so you don't get the problems. Yeah. You have this as like a participatory, preventative. Preventative, yeah. Portions. Is there is there a single... So you're saying like you would sit down with and like we can make a little tonic and we would feel effects that day. Is there like a single herb that you think is like the strongest to feel something immediately? Probably the macuna. The macuna. Okay. Yeah, or maybe the pine pollen. Okay. What or maybe it, the astragalus. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what, what does the astragalus one do again? The circulatory. Okay, that's so okay. So in that drink, I need that we one. could do like a tea or a coffee base. Mm-hmm. We could add those three or four things. Mm-hmm. What did we do? We just like supported a good mood, mm-hmm. supported brain function, supported uh, this kind of like brain and aphrodisia, like the pine pollen herb. Mm-hmm. And then we just circulated it all around our body. 
Okay. So that's something where you could have it and you would probably feel good from it yeah. that day. So all of these you recommend putting in like a tea or a coffee base or, water, or a smoothie or water or smoothie or salad dressing or in your yogurt or in your, uh, I don't know if you have like oatmeal or something like that. Sometimes people get back to us that they do that. Okay. Think of them as foods. You're yeah. wanting to use them as ingredients on a daily basis and something that you consistently have on a regular basis. So, And you just need, what, half a teaspoon? Of each. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they, they like have this synergistic thing they do with each other. So you can pretty uh, comfortably like combine them mm-hmm. and they have a nice thing that they do when they get combined. Okay. What tea do you like to put them with? A variety. Uh, I All love tea, so I. Me too. The 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 um, living tea from Global Tea Hut. Mm. I get a Global Tea Hut. Uh, you could, people could look this up if you're interested in tea. There's like this tea community in um, Taiwan that mm-hmm. is phenomenal, and they have basically like a tea ashram there. Wow. And there's an American guy who's like a Zen monk, and he lives there, and. People from all over the world go and stay at this place. You can stay there for free. They have all kinds of like ceremonial things around tea and educational things around tea. And so they're just like um, busting out awesome. tea culture. Every month they send out a beautiful full color magazine that like will showcase basically different growers from mm-hmm. around their area and then like celebrate why that specific tea from that particular tree that may have been in that family for generations is like then prepared like in a certain way mm-hmm. and then like what the result is, what the experience of it is. What if I'm not going to Taiwan though? What are You some... can get the magazine every month. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's but like... does them can do they also send you some? Yeah. And oh. every month they send you a tin with like oh, some er, the, some see. tea that showcased in the magazine. Okay. And so the like couple hundred or even maybe a thousand, I don't know, people yeah. in this community around the world Everyone's drinking that same tea that month. Okay. We're getting to experience that same tea to kind of in a way together. It's kind of cool. Okay. That sounds good. I need to look into that. What about people, though? Okay, in the meantime, before I get into that. And then that. living tea. Mm-hmm. And uh, Colin Udon, who just was living here in Santa Monica and uh-huh. was doing Chinese medicine, but is a member of that um, living tea, uh, global tea hut um, community. And... Uh, Colin, it's cool, like maybe five years ago or more, he started like kind of helping facilitate that local community of tea drinkers here yeah, in Southern California, in the U.S., that kind of thing, by going and traveling to that tea ashram, connecting with some of the farmers there, and then like bringing and making a company called Living Tea mm-hmm. here. So basically as a service just to make those teas available to the members of the community here. Yeah. So you could check out Living Tea as well. What about, just, is there anything I could go pick up at Erewhon? Absolutely. Then you've got Dragon Herbs, uh-huh. Spring Dragon Tea. And Ron Tea Garden is one of my favorite herbalists. He's I consider him to be a teacher and a mentor in this arena. Uh-huh. And he's got this phenomenal tea that comes in tea bags, so they're really convenient. It's like an orange box, Spring Dragon Tea. And is it's, there caffeine in it? No, the predominant okay. ingredient is gynostema or jogalan, uh, which is yes. a Taoist tonic herb mm-hmm. and a Chinese herb, and it's one of the most anti-inflammatory herbs out there. Mm-hmm. And 
We're actually not supposed to use the words anti-inflammatory. Really? But I'm talking about his products. So yeah. I'll say whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's his product, not yours. Okay. So in tea, which one, which, do you, which of your potions do you think tastes best in water? I need to take a quick pause before Scott answers which which herbs are best in plain water because i want to talk to you guys about this week's sponsor barucas and i'm sure you've already heard about barucas if you follow me at all because they're one of my favorite foods and also if you listen to my episode last week with the founder darren owen that was episode 125 and he shares more about barucas and how he found them but basically barucas if you're not if you're not aware, are the best nut slash seed ever. They're definitely my favorite. So they're technically a seed, but we call them a nut because, I mean, if you looked at them, you'd think like they're a nut, but they're so delicious. I really have no words to describe them, but they taste like a peanut, but they're not a peanut. They also have kind of a cocoa, cacao slash coffee undertone to them amazing barucas this company also came out recently with their own trail mix made from the the whole baruca basically it's the the baruca fruit and the seed inside it's delicious but there are a lot of reasons why i love barucas it's not only because they taste like a dream they're seriously so good if you like peanuts you need these because they're like healthy peanuts are so healthy and even if you don't like peanuts like me for example I don't like peanuts but this is definitely by far my favorite seed ever they describe that they describe the brugas as being a cross between a peanut and an almond but I I mean they're just no words no words anyways they have more than three times the antioxidant power of other popular nuts they have more fiber than any other nut and they're really, really high in protein. So if you're looking for a vegan or vegetarian source of protein, they're amazing. Also a great snack. Whenever I am suggesting snacks, I always want to make sure that people are eating snacks rich in protein to help satiate them. And so this is a really, really great snack as well. It's also really rich in minerals. It's the nut highest in potassium. It also contains calcium, magnesium, manganese, and a bunch of other minerals. And it has 25% fewer fat calories than other popular nuts. Sometimes people get in trouble when they eat too many nuts because all that, it's not going well digestively, but these are definitely the easiest on your stomach um, for sure. I seriously love them. So besides that that taste, that yummy crunch, they're also really good for the planet. So barucas actually grow on these big baruzero trees. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but these big trees in the Cerrado, which is a savanna in South America. It's the most biodiverse savanna on the planet, but it's under severe threat. So over half of its land has actually been raised to create a ton of cattle ranches and industrial farms. And so why I love brucas is that they're actually replanting these trees in the wild. So for every five pounds of brucas that they collect, they plant another tree right by a wild one to help expand the forest. And those trees don't require any any pesticides or fertilizers. They don't even need any watering, which is amazing. Plus, they're ultra fair trade, so the company is giving the indigenous people who harvest the brucas really generous compensation, which is helping give 
much needed income to these families to help them stay on their land. So Baruca's is having a positive impact on the environment. Plus they taste amazing. They're really high in nutrition. Every time someone comes to my place, I give them some Baruca's because I know that they're going to become a believer. They are so delicious. So if you're bored with your current nut situation, or even if you're not, you really, really got to get your hands on these. You will not go back. I've never met someone who has not been utterly impressed with the Brucas. I love them. I like to throw them in everything. Really good with cinnamon roasted veggies. If you follow me, you know I love cinnamon roasted vegetables, but they're great in meals. They're great alone as a snack. Just, I have nothing but good things to say. I also love to just mix them with some 100% dark chocolate. Ugh, pair so well together. So well together. It's a little, little like... DIY trail mix too. So if you want to get your hands on some Barucas, which I know you do, you need to hop on the train, be the first one of your friends to get the Barucas and they'll think you're so cool. Just use my discount code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, and that will get you 15% off of your first order. You can also get a subscription. I highly recommend I have a subscription <laughs> uh, so you never run out and just go to brucas.com slash wellness and then use that discount code wellness and you'll get 15% off. So again, that's brucas.com, B-A-R-U-K-A-S.com slash wellness, the discount code wellness for 15% off. Get yourself some. Tell me what you think. I know it's going to be positive and you will be hooked on this brand new nut high in protein high in fiber high in deliciousness it's amazing so now that i've covered barucas let's go back to our other superfood talk back to scott he's going to explain which herbs are best in plain water all right here we go that's a great question you know, like, they all have this mild herbal flavor. Mm-hmm. So some of them, like this that we're holding, this lion's mane is going to have the flavor of this kind of sorghum, like, malty kind of grain. Mm-hmm. Like, it almost tastes like a nut milk or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's because of the or- organic uh, gluten-free sorghum that they grow grow the mushrooms on. Mm-hmm. That's a part of this material. And... So well, lion's mane so would taste the, good, right? Yeah, this okay. tastes mild and good. Other things like ashwagandha mm-hmm. tastes like an herbal tea if you just put it into water. Yeah. Or the hoshu wu has this beautiful flavor. There's things that... What does that one do? It's like a food for your kidneys. This builds life force in the kidneys that are the pumps that circulate life force through the body. So when you start having hoshu wu on a daily basis, they say that it um, is going to build that life force in the kidneys and it's going to affect the peripheral expressions the outward expressions of having a lot of life force in the body which are like your fingernails and your skin and the brightness of your eyes and your hair okay so thickness of the hair even some would say like color of the hair Mm -hmm. um you know gradually going back towards more of your what would be your personal natural hair Mm -hmm. color you know um so so the, oh, what else i mean it's like the v- quantity of like a person's sexual flu- fluids their fluids of their immune system their like um yeah ability to recover after a, a like cold or an immune challenge or something like that not necessarily addressing 
directly the immune challenge but like if you've got a lot of life force you can kind of bounce back mm-hmm. okay so that sounds good yeah i'm just one so i personally like I, we probably have similar taste buds and mm-hmm. i feel like any of these i can just drink and i'll think they taste so good but a lot of other people i know aren't the delicate palate. yeah yeah so I'm, i want to give them some introductory what should you try first to see oh you know? that tastes good yeah the anandamide tastes amazing it's spicy hot chocolate with heirloom cacao and six different spices and then a half dozen of the herb extracts in it so it's a great place to start in the in the brand okay you could just do a tablespoon of that into like a nut milk or a either warm or cool mm-hmm. nut milk or like put it into like an oat milk latte mm-hmm. or a tea-based kind of a thing okay um that's a good one what about but in terms of just like plain not like a blend you know the ones that taste the best yeah Go back to, like, the Makuna. The Makuna. Yeah, that's okay. great. You know, here's another story of something that tastes the most challenging to drink. Okay. The trifola. Oh. Means I haven't three tried that one by itself. fruits. And it's, like, one of the staple central Ayurvedic tonic herbal um, things to support an adaptable digestive system and, like, regularity and things like that. The flavor, extreme... This is an extract, so it's concentra- concentrated. Mm-hmm. Extremely sour... And extremely bitter. Well, that's why it helps the digestive system. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look who understands their yeah those <laughs> bitters organs. Yeah, those yeah. bitters stimulate your gastric juices. Yes, <laughs> and that sour, bitter, astringent, like puckering feel that you get in your mouth when you take taste it mm-hmm. or attempt to drink it is what I tell people is just feel reassured that that's what it's doing all the way through your system mm-hmm. when it's going through the like it's like like ringing out the lining of your gut <laughs> so it's squeezing out like protein deposits mm-hmm. it's creating more surface area where you're in your tissue where the food that you eat can be absorbed mm-hmm. so your absorption of your, nu- your nutrition can go up then it helps with regularity. It starts to act as a prebiotic for your beneficial flora, like a food for them. Mm-hmm. Then it starts, once it's cleaned the walls of the gut, it starts to work on the blood, and it starts cleaning the blood through the digestive system. And then it has a huge impact on people's skin because the blood and the skin, uh, the, if the blood is getting cleaned, it's yeah. going to go over through and clean the skin. If there's inflammation and stuff going on inside the body, at a high level and it's coming out through like rash or redness or eruptions on the skin level beneath the skin level there's like all kinds of stuff going on mm-hmm. so if you're soothing and tonifying and cleaning from the inside mm-hmm. then the outward expression is similar to what's going on inside well yeah and so much of what's coming up on our skin is a function of what's going on in our gut right so if you're supporting the digestive system that's where it starts right right and then the blood Mm -hmm. brings to the skin brings to the skin yeah it's pretty cool okay so trifola is great for digestion what else is really good for digestion you know, that's the primary one for digestion. The There's one. something like chlorella that you could have first thing in the morning where it's, again... It's I do a, really well with chlorella because yeah. it's so detoxifying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to oxygenate the blood. Uh-huh. You have it first thing in the morning and it goes and starts, uh, you know, nursing the, the 
organs, like mm-hmm. liver and stuff, and detoxifying the organs, and then soothes the digestion. And then so the person can wait, if they have it first thing in the morning, they can wake up with the support of the nutri- nutrients and effects of the chlorella mm-hmm. and not and sometimes forget to take their like habitual stimulant. Like we've had people call and go, I can't believe it. I have been trying to get off coffee for years. I started doing the chlorella um, and then I was taking it for a while and I realized that I had stopped. I just like forgot to start, you know, do my coffee. That's amazing. And time went by and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Can we talk more about that? Because I think that these are great. I think that coffee has... I mean, depending on the coffee, it has benefits. But there's a lot of people who I try and help get off coffee because of adrenal situations or intolerances. Yeah, the acid. Yeah, it can be tough. Um, And so do you have any recommendations for maybe combinations or particular potions to help people get, get off, like maybe a coffee substitute? Here is something to think about. Uh-huh. Uh, we humans love <laughs> polarity yeah. we love to like fight with, with ourselves over something like I mean we don't even mostly probably don't even notice it but it's like oh I'm not supposed to have that coffee but, but then inside my mind so is going like but I, but I really want the coffee yeah. and then so that like framework of that situation creates this like good bad mm-hmm. oh I'm being good I didn't have my coffee <laughs> oh I'm being bad I yeah. luxuriated in my coffee this morning um, you know, I, I try to frame things or relate to them as like, uh, I'll have coffee as a treat, but like, I noticed that it kind of doesn't make me feel good if I have it all the time. So mm-hmm. what are other, like in this case, you're asking what are other things that we can do? Mm-hmm. Well, just having a potion in the morning, even without the caffeine is going to be such a massive, like, um, infusion of beneficial information into your body that your system will start naturally feeling better. Mm-hmm. then whatever your baseline was before, you start feeling better. And then it's like as we're putting little bit, little bit, little bit, positive, positive, positive into the body mm-hmm. on a daily basis, and that's building in our body, what we're doing, even just through this simple act of taking the moment to remember to do it, we leave the potions out by where we make the tea. Mm-hmm. We leave it like right almost like a little food altar, like right where we make our thing in the morning. And then it's... That little extra act of like, oh, I'm rem- oh, this is cool. I'm like doing something special for myself. It's the ritual, right? And that, and then the information that's in the plant material is like bringing in that positive influence, and that's starting to saturate the mm-hmm. internal environment inside of our body. Yes, which is without even having to have the polarity of the like, oh, this is a good thing. This is I want this. This is I'm trying to stay away from that, and then like wrestling with ourselves around that. We can just add the positive, positive, positive. And then there's like not room for that stuff that maybe we were in conflict for before to like have a toe mm-hmm. hold. So it starts getting shouldered out. Like the, the good stuff is like occupying more space. And then the other things don't have to be extricated because mm-hmm. they just don't really have a spot to hang on anymore. Yes. In the way that they used to. Yeah. And that might all, all this stuff is like totally hypothetical. It would look like different for everybody but yeah no i love that it's a way of thinking about it yeah no i love that what about um kind of going back to the coffee two things so which ones help support energy like naturally 
for brain function and clarity, you could do a rhodiola, which okay. is going to oxygenate the the blood to the brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, cl- a cordyceps is also going to work with the lungs to oxygenate the blood. It's another reason why cordyceps is great for athletes. Mm-hmm. But the rhodiola specifically is like brain function, memory, alertness. It's an herb that's very powerful, so you want to take small amount. Would you, know. you want to make sure that's in the morning? Sure, because would that you're going to you up at night. Yeah, you would. You would get alert and probably want to start doing an art project at night yeah. or something, and instead of going to bed. A lot of these herbs are relatively balanced. I Meaning, you could have them in the morning or at night, but mm-hmm. in some cases, like, and again, it goes back to like. Actually, these topics are like super simple, but they can seem immense when we first start learning about them. Mm-hmm. But if we start like listening to our intuition and our even just guessing at kind of the way that these things are working together, I'm certain that many of us are going to be able to kind of like head in the right direction, right? Yeah. Uh, as an example, uh, the astragalus. Mm-hmm. Is circulatory. Mm-hmm. Would that be good to have at night? No. Right? Right. Because at night you're wanting to like chill out and like come down into like a yeah. more still place. So in the morning, if we have our astragalus in the morning, then it's like uplifting, brightening, mm-hmm. heart opening, circulatory, oh, excitement yeah. for the day kind of thing. Let's go. Let's talk about the other side. What about like for calming down, maybe supporting adrenal function. I think a lot of people are running around with really high cortisol <laughs> right. nowadays. So yeah. what what would you recommend for that? Okay, so you can take the Hoshi Wu at night. It's super soothing and restorative. Um, it's going to you know work on the kidneys and help build that life force through the night. Mm-hmm. You could take the Makuna Purians and it'll give your nervous system time to absorb it Mm -hmm. that was also and originally that was like um something that piqued my interest was i was told that it would help support like dream state and remembering your dreams and having Mm -hmm. more fun dreams and things like that so that was one of the selling points i was like i want that every day yeah um, what about the I feel like the popular ones are like ashwagandha sure and then you have ashwagandha which yeah. is like a Ayurvedic antioxidant that is a um, like a flagship example of an adaptogen in other words a plant that you take on a regular basis and helps your body adapt to stressors of many different kinds mm-hmm. so in the case of ashwagandha that antioxidant chemistry that's in the plant is superoxide dismutase. SOD is a plant antioxidant that when we eat the plant material, we consume it, we break it down like food, then the body takes that antioxidant and it like directs it to like a dozen different places, depending on what we need. So a person could, two people could both take the ashwagandha and it might make them feel tired mm-hmm. in one case because they really need to sleep. Mm-hmm. And in the other case, it might have them waking up. Yeah. So it's like going back to, and I've heard of people taking ashwagandha at night before they go to bed, but generally I find it, personally I find it somewhat uplifting, so I take it in the morning. I'm the opposite. Cool. Yeah. And you take it at night. Yeah. So when it's working with the body in this chemistry, it's like lowering morning, morning cortisol levels. It's like the hallmark mm-hmm. 
uh, indicator of residual stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's normalizing, helping to normalize sleep cycles so that when you are sleeping, you're sleeping deeper mm-hmm. for longer. Um, great for immune support, uh, thyroid health, nourishing yeah. the thyroid, hormone balance for both men and women, um, libido, brain, mood. Yeah. What about reishi? What does that, what does that reishi, one do? Modulating the immune system mm-hmm. so that just like with the lion's mane and the cordyceps, um, the reishi is going to help to make your immune system more robust. Mm-hmm. An example of a why that would be good is like you can kind of thwart off like the common cold or flu, something mm-hmm. like that, if you come in contact with that. And then it helps your immune system be more adaptable. So in the case of overactive immune system, autoimmune, allergies, um, there's a lot of cases of immune system gets switched on and then for whatever reason, the circuit gets crossed in the body, and then um, the threat is gone, but the immune system is still fighting. So mm-hmm. that creates inflammation, it creates, um, or inflammaging, it creates autoimmune stuff. It's like overactive immune system. So it helps to modulate, in other words, oh, we need stronger, oh, we need softer, oh, we need, you know, so yeah. it's like adjusting depending on what the the threat or the stressor is. Yeah. Okay, talking... I know we talked about the pine pollen with the testosterone, but a lot of the a lot of my audience is comprised of women who have hormonal imbalances with estrogen, and a lot of them have really low estrogen. Um, what do you think could support that? Well, they could take a like shatavari. What's that? Uh, or Shatavari. There's uh, different ways to pronounce it, but it's an Indian herb uh-huh. that's specifically for supporting Do you guys female have that hormone one? balance. Mm. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it, it could happen. Okay. Um, we recently just added some really excellent, I would actually say exceptional Shatavari to, or Shatavari to our Yin Power Blend. Mm. And so... That's uh, kind of a recent addition to that blend. Um, but I would highly recommend checking out the Yin Power. That yeah, I wanted to know what that one activated, was. Activated, awesome formula is basically uh, supporting like the restorative, cultivating energy, cultivating like drawing in and building in the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, feminine, yes. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily exclusively. You could have, uh, like, I I take that from time to time, and it's, like, not necessarily feminine herbs. They're more specifically, like, cultivating and building herbs, restorative herbs. That's okay. the yin. So then the yang would be, like, something for working out or mm-hmm. something like that, outward expression of the energy. Um, so for feminine hormone balance... Yin power. Yin power. Oh, I need to get that one. Yeah. I want to try that one. We'll get you it. What? I'll send you a, a little Please joy do. basket. Oh, I would love that. What about, you know which one I hear about a lot? The, is tokos? Tokos, yeah. What does that one do? This is a water and fat soluble portions of rice bran. And the bran is mostly all fiber. But the they're able to separate out the water and fat soluble portions. Mm-hmm. and remove the fiber 
and what's left is this like really soothing for the skin, nourishing for the skin and connective tissue. It's like an exceptional beauty um, plant. Mm-hmm. Or okay, thing. so it's a beauty one. It's an example of seven years ago or something, Sun Potion offering a product that we called Tokos, mm-hmm. which is like a made-up name, truncation of the word tocotrinols. Mm-hmm. And then the product is in circulation. And ah, it's I not see. interesting that this made-up word is now being applied to other branded packaging That's from so other people. That's so interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. That was all you. What? Oh, my gosh. That, well, it was Sun Potion. Yeah, that's well, so interesting. I mean, remember, we started this company, and I'm by no means, you know, I have people that are, like, way further along in this than, than I am. I mm-hmm. mentioned um, Ron Teagarden or David Crow, who owns Floracopia, or mm-hmm. even David Wolf. I mean, there's, like, there's others whom are certainly have been around longer and have engaged with these herbs in in a way. Um, I think that what we're doing is kind of specific to like just how I would like to have these things, which at the time we started the company was relatively unique. Mm-hmm. I would say very unique. And so over time it's become less and less unique. But <laughs> You're <okay>. the original. <laughs> no, okay. I think it's still very unique. we're just unique. having fun. We're just kind of, you know... It's still very unique because not many people are putting out the pure product. These people are mixing it in with everything. And then you end up with things with stevia in it or some other balloon. Don't like get me weirdness. started. What, what do you think about stevia? I'm so curious. I don't think about stevia at all. I'm <laughs> certain it has no place in my body. I don't oh my gosh, we are on the same wavelength. <laughs> I don't like the taste. I don't like the smell. It doesn't, it's not right I'm the same. Me. I don't want it and i, I have like, like a it. complete intolerance for anything that has it i'm that's, just like no yeah that's why i have such a hard time with like products like i don't have that many products like i just foods and herbs and single ingredient oils yeah you have all these beautiful essential oils thank in your, you yes in your place here i love my oils but that's why you know everything they throw stevia and monk fruit and i don't know just all this yeah, why All do it, guys? Sweeteners. Come on, guys. We don't, we don't need it. And it's throwing people's taste buds off, you know, big right. time. Ah, that's a whole other... So, and it comes back to, like, when we're choosing what products to have or to add to our system or to, like, try or put in our morning tea, you know, it's, it is really important. Like, where is this stuff coming from? Mm-hmm. Who's doing the research to see about the quality? Mm-hmm. Is anybody going to the farm? Mm. Is anybody yeah. <laughs> has anybody been to the extraction laboratory where they make this stuff? Because it's kind of all the whole vertical passing of the herb from the seed into the ground, into the lab, into the um, current material, into its transport, into the ways that it's being handled. Um, all of that. I mean, at least, again, I can only say for myself, but for, for me, that's really important. For me, it so. is, too. But most people don't think about it until it's too late. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I mean, people don't even start to care until they have a health issue. And even then, they don't they don't piece together that if they had just thought about this beforehand. It's hard for people to connect that all these different health issues go back to what we're putting in our bodies initially. 
Right. And for me, I mean, I I get really disappointed when I see companies that use marginal or B category quality herbs because um, what's the likelihood that somebody might try that product and then disregard the effectiveness of these kinds of herbs mm-hmm. because, well, maybe they didn't feel anything or mm-hmm. maybe they even had some mal effect from having yeah. marginal or contam- you know, contaminated. I mean, so remember, some of these plants, actually, as they're remediating toxicity out of our body, mm-hmm. that is like a property that's, a, that's like of the essence and the nature of that plant. Mm-hmm. So when it's growing out in its environment, um, it's doing that for nature too. It's doing that for its surrounding and the soil and the air and all the stuff that it's being exposed to. It's like has this benevolent uh, yeah. property that it cleans stuff up. Well, if you grow herbs of this nature in a contaminated environment, what's cool is they're going to clean up the environment. Mm-hmm. What's not cool is then if you take those herbs and they have the toxins in them and yes. then you go and further extract them and mm-hmm. concentrate them more into a water-soluble, bioavailable extract. So it's like extracted toxins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then all of a sudden you're taking... I mean, imagine this. Like, it'd be bad enough if you grew wheatgrass with some toxin in it. Yeah. And if you made a salad out of that wheatgrass and ate it, well, okay, that's not really probably not great. Yeah. <laughs> but you, your body is adaptable again and can probably handle it. Now you take a whole yard full of wheatgrass, you trim it, mm-hmm. you run it through a juicer and make juice. You remove all the ex- all the cellulose and matrix of the plant. Mm-hmm. Then you have this super concentrated, water-soluble, concentrated liquid yeah. that can go right into the bloodstream. And now you've just like made a hyper-concentrated yeah. thing. That's scary. <laughs> yeah, so if somebody's growing herbs in like somewhere in Southeast Asia and they don't know the people they're working with and they're not doing their due diligence to like do third-party testing and analysis once it lands here in the country Mm -hmm. um and these kinds of best practices then which not all of them are required practices they're just things that if for us when we when i learn about ways we can do things better i want to do that all the time so we just over time we've had some years now to keep refining and refining the system and our practices to be I think they're really good yeah well so. when people are dealing with like products in general what should they be looking for like to know if it's well sourced like what what standards do you look for listen to your body your body's personal discernment like you were saying but with so many people oral. are out of touch with their bodies so if they're looking up like a company, you know, what would they be looking for on a website? Um, so probably the best indicator of quality you could you could start with is, like, you know, you're on the website and then you see these big golden wings across the <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's Sun Potion is I how mean, you I know. I can only speak for this brand. And, yeah. I, and I can speak for a small number of other brands that I personally use that I really like. Like what? For instance, Ron Tea Garden. Mm-hmm. I have Ron Tea Garden's tinctures almost every day mm-hmm. because I love them. They're like, they're really well made. He takes a huge amount of pride in sourcing the herbs. Mm-hmm. And so the product is exceptional. Um, 
I feel the same about the the level of I mean I feel similarly about the level of care that we've taken with Sunpasha. Um so for me personally I use sun potion. I use like living libations mm-hmm. for skincare stuff. I use Ron Tea Garden. Minimalist. I don't know, it's pretty the crowd is pretty thin. But organic isn't enough. No, not really. Yeah. Because you could have something from say like uh, a China mm-hmm. that is organic and checks all the boxes oh it's water soluble oh it's an extract mm-hmm. oh it's organic oh it um it's the right name yeah the right herb or whatever yeah um but it could but still... it might be grown in an area where there's con- contaminated water yeah. or like any one of a thousand different yeah possibilities so um it goes back to just making sure because you care so much about your sourcing yeah, and then it goes back to also that discernment piece. Like, I know that people can be out of touch with their, their bodies. Mm-hmm. Let's look at it like a chlorella, for instance. Have you ever had chlorella that doesn't smell good? Yeah. Kind of like dog food? Yeah. And then kind of tastes like that? Yeah, too? you can tell the quality, yeah. And that's like the chlorella has remediated toxicity out of its open growing container that they have out in the open air. Mm-hmm. And it's pulling stuff out of the particulate that falls into the, the growth chamber and stuff. Yeah. So that's an example of like, as we smell it, taste it. Anybody can smell that one tastes like dog food. Yeah. And smells like dog food. And then you take an example of like a sun potion chlorella, which is actually tastes like, has this beautiful like soft, smooth, like kind of round feel in the mouth and then mm-hmm. it has a flavor like nut milk mm-hmm. so people actually like shake it up and they, they'll put it on like um, granola, buckwheat granola or something and it's like this green stuff but it tastes like nut milk yeah there's your body's smell and taste and you might be your body might not be interested in drinking this dark green stuff because mm-hmm. you're like oh I don't that looks a little too intense or something but most people would if given the opportunity to like have a side-by-side comparison could probably say this one tastes and smells better yeah true okay that's really great information i want i'm curious i want to learn more about you for a second okay what 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 potion did you make this morning this morning i made this beautiful oolong tea from Mm -hmm. this tea room in new york called tay t with apostrophe e and it was like a black, they called it a black dragon oolong. Mm-hmm. And that was really special. It's like super aromatic, um, has a kind of a floral smell and even flavor to it. Yeah. And very faint kind of light, light tan color. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I proceeded to put my reishi and my makuna. And I think I put a little bit of yin power in there. That was kind of a simple one because mm-hmm. often I stay at the house until kind of mid-morning. Yeah. Um, but I'll make more like blended ones with like that same tea base, a couple of the herbs, and then put it in the Vitamix with like a big scoop of some healthy, quote-unquote, healthy fat, <laughs> like an MCT yeah. powder, oil, uh-huh. or ghee, or mm-hmm. coconut oil, or something of that nature. Okay. I'm curious what your diet's like. 
I don't really. Okay, so the here. Let's play some wordsmithing. The diet. When the you way die, in which you eat. When you die. When you diet. <laughs> There's you so know what I mean. No, no, I don't yeah, mean no, that. No, it's totally. But the the. That there is something about that though. There's so many diets out there. Yeah. And it's like I don't know how many of those diets really work for people. Um, but yeah. the thing about food, so I've always been I've been really fortunate to like live close to and amongst some people with some very extreme like range of food I I'll call them ideologies. Yeah. That's belief a good, systems. That's a good way to um, put it. Things that are true for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's interesting as time goes by to see some of these, I don't know if trends or fads or just ways of relating rise and fall, mm-hmm. because over time they may or may not work for people's health, really. Mm-hmm. So you can, I mean, in the past I've seen like eating mostly raw mm-hmm. or living in Hawaii for a winter and like eating mostly fruit even, uh, I was able to feel like super elevated, super clear like almost trans super like transparent almost in my body mm-hmm. um but if you look around like there are not very many raw vegans left yeah <laughs> there was kind of like a thing for a while <laughs> and then people it eventually were minute. like but i like my brain function yeah i like to be able to be alert and clear and and also feeling good and to feel grounded so you know for me i'll answer your question now <laughs> for for me I don't eat that much food, actually. Like, I eat, I eat... And over time, I've, like, been one of those people who generally, like, forgets to eat. Mm. And that's been the case since I was really young. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I had grew up often having my mom get after me to, like, you got to eat. Mm-hmm. You got to eat. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, mom, I'm going to eat. <laughs> um, but... Uh, you know, even that now we're f- we're like learning that there's like uh, other people are using a descriptive words to like present another ideology. Yes. But for me, that was just kind of out of practice. Like out of practice, I generally eat mostly plant-based things. Mm-hmm. Out of practice, I aim to always at least have organic stuff as a kind of baseline minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, as a practice, I if I am going to eat some kind of fish or meat, something mm-hmm. I want like the best mm-hmm. I go to my friend Matt Lum's house like the day that he comes back from the islands out of, out off of Santa Barbara and like only a couple hours earlier he's been free diving and he spears like 60 pound white sea bass yeah I mean and then like pulls the thing in stabs it in the head mm-hmm. gets it on the boat brings it home and we're like grilling this sucker like mm-hmm. four three four hours yeah later. super I mean, fresh like amazing yeah totally amazing experience okay you can prana like nobody's business <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delicious i like your i see yeah no it's a good way to put it people yeah generally like one meal a day mm. with like liquid stuff throughout the day gotcha so teas potions juice often mm-hmm. cold you know organic they're again cold pressed juice mm-hmm. the wheatgrass example previously it's really important not to get mediocre cold pressed juice yeah it is important to make sure it's organic definitely that kind of stuff okay interesting 
last thing I want to know is what your morning routine is. Do you have a morning routine? I do. I'm, I've been working on my morning routine, so I can tell you about Okay, this. tell me what you've been working on. <laughs> okay, so I've been doing a bunch of hardscaping and landscaping at my house Okay. in recent weeks. Mm-hmm. I say weeks, but probably it's honestly more like a couple months now. Okay. So one of the things I really wanted to experience at the house was, oh, and this is my first house, so I'm like oh, super... Oh, congrats. Thank you. So I'm super excited just yeah. in general about the topic of this house. I wanted a fountain. I would too. I wanted like a (laughs) rushing like brook. Yeah. (laughs) All this falling water and all these rocks and all this stuff. And I found these amazing guys and they were referred through a friend. And these guys have been doing rock work in Mexico with their dad since they were like eight. Mm -hmm. So these two brothers can like do anything. So they're having like dump truck loads full of boulders dropped off. And they make this beautiful fountain. So my morning begins hearing the fountain outside of my bedroom window. That sounds amazing. And which means I can sleep with the air, with the windows open. So. What time do you usually get up? About six. Okay. And so now starts the morning routine. We've awoken. We've heard <laughs> fountain sounds. I keep in the bed this, like, I had to go onto eBay and get a an analog uh portable Walkman CD player uh-huh. from Sony back uh-huh. in the day with the little like athletic strap you can hold on your yeah. hand and go jogging and whatever <laughs> and then I got these big studio earphones and I um, a friend recently reminded me of this Centerpoint Institute they're like binaural beats mm-hmm. and I forget what it's called um, exactly but um, Centerpoint is the the place that makes these things. Mm-hmm. And so you listen to, and it sounds like rain, and it sounds like waterfalls and stuff, but behind the sound of kind of the noisy rain, there's all these, like, harmonic tones and beats that are, like, bringing your brain into, like, a theta state. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So I'll either listen to, like, 30 minutes or 60 minutes of that, mm-hmm. just, like, semi-awake, but just lying in bed. Mm-hmm. And then I pop out of bed, I get the tea going, I go and sit down and have a little 20-minute meditate, and then I'm like, I try not to get on the phone. I, You know, if there's things like the meditate thing, I try not to like go to the phone before I get some of that stuff checked off the list, because otherwise, I'll just be on the phone. Mm-hmm. So once it starts, there's, you know, I'm active yeah (laughs) it's like it's happening then yeah so if i can get the other stuff done that's a priority and important for me like make the tea have the potion do the meditate Mm -hmm. turn the thing on my put the earphones on um that's usually best for me okay and then you start the work day yeah and i start the work day at the house Mm -hmm. on the phone uh like running paces like running lap like walking laps like all through the house outside Mm -hmm. in the yard Talking on the headphones or the speakerphone. You're like me. I pace back and forth uh-huh, the whole time. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like it. Kind of like the movement kind of gets the brain going. Yeah, it does. Then like mid-morning, I'll go in for the warehouse. Like let's call it like 11, something like that. So we do a little lap through the warehouse and check in with everybody, make sure everybody's stoked and happy and taking care of their stuff. And like if they need anything or if they need anything more specifically from me mm-hmm. or you know some of that is some of that time is spent on just follow up and accountability and 
mm-hmm. making sure everybody's peace is kind of coming together. Um, I'm super blessed. I have a really excellent COO who works for me, who's got a lot of experience, and uh, we sometimes joke that he's like the adult in the room. <laughs> um, most of the staff is like in their 20s. Um, so we've got a lot of like good vibes, high energy, yeah. nice people. And I'm really, you know, for me, I really like all of our staff. I'm proud of them. You know, you get to see people like learn skills and kind of take on responsibilities and then then get comfortable with those responsibilities and do more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then what about evening? Do you have like an evening routine? Oh, yeah. And afternoon time, I'll be... Depending on when I go in, I'll spend like a period of time at the office that kind of floats. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like going in and seeing my my friend, Dr. Mike, who is my like kind of like longevity doctor, but he's my he and I are car friends. Okay. And we hang out on the weekend and stuff. But I go like once a week and get an IV drip from him, which, ah. I, which I love. Yeah. Like, Ask me about my food program. Like, that's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I totally love it. It's like glutathione, B12. Like yeah, bunch seriously. Of vitamin C. Um, peroxalate, which, ACE, which is like some kind of thing that cleans your lungs. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, just a bunch of goodness. The Myers hydration. Yeah. Like, you put a liter of saline solution into somebody's arm and. <laughs> Most of us are going to feel better just from mm-hmm. the little bit dehydrated that we often are. Yeah. I'm really into good water. Um, the, and, yeah, and then how do you, what about at nighttime? You have like a night oh yeah, to even, wind down. Evening, not, evening time and nighttime, I go to the Santa Barbara Athletic Club. There's a practice affectionately referred to as the executive workout <laughs> whereby it's basically just a, like a shower and go and sit in the uh sauna for like half an hour okay <laughs> and uh so go and check the executive workout off the off the list uh-huh. then i enjoy a nice drive home uh-huh. my home is like about uh it's just a little bit south of santa barbara proper where the warehouse and everything is so mm-hmm. and the area is so beautiful that um, I love going and just enjoying the different routes between point A, the warehouse, and point B, the my yeah. house, or vice versa. Little canyon, windy stuff, little windy under the big trees in Montecito, little, um, or just the drive on the freeway even is like incredibly it's beautiful. beautiful. I, I mean, know, like I love driving the there. And the coast yeah. and these sweeping views. I mean, it was like, Hypercolor driving down here this morning. It yeah. Was phenomenal. Yeah. So pretty. That's amazing. So then when you get home, do you make another tonic? Uh, no, when I get home, I watch car videos. <laughs> <laughs> really? On YouTube. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> and I research things and I'm like on the internet and I'm kind of, or I'll get creative and I do these like mind maps where I have big reams of like large format paper mm-hmm. and I'll just put it on the kitchen table and I'll, I'll like sketch out the kind of the main idea or the future plan or the the mission Mm -hmm. to accomplish and then all the ancillary bits all of the related parts like get drawn off into these kind of sunbeam pattern 
legs. I do that too, but I don't. I don't do it on big paper. I just use my little paper. Little paper. I use my eight and a half by eleven. Yep, the little paper (laughs) works too, and the big paper is kind of fun with a bunch of Crayola or other markers. Yeah, I need to get that. You can do it, and then you know what I find with that practice is that if I'm in a good space when I'm doing that, I don't even really have to like look back at those pages. Yeah. Sometime later, I'll go through and just like. I take a highlighter and I just highlight off everything that's happened mm-hmm. as I, you know, maybe months go by and I go back and I'll check on those maps and like so much of the stuff just gets done. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is. Inform the subconscious to inform your other, other parts to like get things done. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a pretty good day. That sounds like a pretty, so it makes sense. It's like. I mean, your job isn't really a job, you know? <laughs> yeah, I pretty much get to, like, love having tea, yeah. interact with people I like, offer something to the community or, or world or greater yeah. population, however we want to frame that, um, that personally I'm, I love and am passionate about and I think is helpful. Yes. And I think, you know, and, and we get feedback from other people that it's helpful, so... It it is, and I'm very excited to try this lion's mane you gave me here. So thank you oh, for good. this. We'll get you a whole kit. That would be amazing. So for people who want to get their hands on some sun potion, where's where can they get it? It's online. Oh yeah, sunpotion.com. It's online at sunpotion.com. Mm-hmm. What stores are you in? We're in about 500 doors. So okay. they're like places like Air One and. Lawson's and Mother's Market and Lazy Acres and okay. these kinds of places. Now, what's really cool is that the as the brand gets more and more received, mm-hmm. more reception, uh, it's showing up in like a range of broader range of places. That's awesome. So, hopefully, it'll get in everyone's hands soon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, things that are like kind of fringe or crossover markets that I wouldn't normally have thought of, mm-hmm. like inquiries from Albertsons. Really? Inquiries from CVS. 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 Who would have thought of that? That's. But remember, CVS is super progressive. A couple of years ago, they stopped selling tobacco and cigarettes, and in the first year, they took like over a billion dollars in revenue hit just by not selling that stuff. Really? So they're I don't pay attention to kind of, No, exactly. I yeah. didn't either. But like, you know, having, it's interesting to have them go like, hey, we like what you're doing and we're possibly interested. Mm-hmm. Just the topic of conversation. Yeah. That's cool. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have a Barney's. Really? You have a Nordstrom's. Yeah. You definitely see And it's like, yeah. oh my God, this is so cool. We're yeah. like spanning a gap between a Barney's and a Albertson. Yeah. I mean, there's no value difference, right? We're just talking about the communities of different and, the, and the different people that are resonating with those different outlets. And so um, this is like, uh, hark- like the hearkening reality of like the past thought of going while first starting the company and doing everything by hand mm-hmm. and listening to some like yoga kirtan music while I'm just having a blast putting this stuff together, going, 
sometime later, I don't know when, we're going to like turn around one day and the mainstream will have like swung to mm-hmm. where we're just standing in the middle of the mainstream. We're still doing our principled like best awesome thing that we love and are excited about sharing with anybody mm-hmm. and then we're making it available and the mainstream has like swung and it's all around that's the dream right it's what's happening yeah <laughs> that's what's happening it's happening it's happening if you look okay another thing if you're if your people are interested they could go to sunpushion.com and there's like a a kind of like a press section mm-hmm. i don't know if that's in the format of a blog or what but if you look at it there's like three or four hundred articles that are from literally every Condé Nast and Hearst publication mm-hmm. out there. We're like Vogue, Home and Garden, Forbes for Business. Uh, yeah, everyone. <laughs> people. I mean, you yeah. know, Men's Health, mm-hmm. People, Blog Sites, yeah. Mind Body Green, Goop. I don't know. If you're into this kind of way of being mm-hmm. and you're around, surrounding yourself with some of that content, I think that it's showing up. It is, definitely. Okay, one last question. If you could only have one, which one would you pick? <laughs> I love the Makuna. The Makuna? Yeah, I would just have that. Because okay. for me, the biggest significant impact on my overall experience of life is like feeling good so yeah i want to support my nervous system give my body the chemistry it needs to like generally feel good uh-huh. and i'm talking about like mood and that yeah. kind of feeling good and then um you know and then support a healthy nervous system yeah i've never tried the makuna so i need to i need to try it it's actually the number one natural um, treatment for people if they have neurological disorders like Parkinson's. Okay, that's yeah. good to know. And we only know that because the um, customers will call and say, oh, I've got this thing I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. and my naturopath has told me to use your product to address that. That's awesome. Like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, well, I'm going to get my hands on some of that, and anyone listening should too. Please do. Okay. Well, thank you again so much for coming and for sharing all of your knowledge. I know that a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this episode. Well, it's always fun to talk about the herbs. Mm -hmm. And it's always fun to talk to other people who are interested in plants and wellness and this kind of lifestyle. So thank you so much for having me on. And to your listeners, thank you so much for enjoying this podcast. Have a great day. Thank you so much to Scott for coming on the podcast and sharing all of his incredible knowledge about superfoods, adaptogens, herbs. Hopefully you learned a lot and maybe now you can incorporate these into your life. So if you want to check out Sun Potion, you can go to sunpotion.com and see all of their delicious offerings there. They also might be in a local store near you. I definitely know they're at Erewhon if you live in Los Angeles. But yeah, they're easily accessible online. Also, check out your local health food store. So if you enjoyed this podcast and got 
great information out of it, which I hope you did, then please make sure you leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It seriously means a lot to me. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you want to submit a question for my next Q&A podcast, send it in to podcast at christinaricewellness.com. And make sure you join our Facebook group, Wellness Wellness Podcast Tribe. It's going to be a party in there. You can meet friends, talk about potions. It's the best. All right, that'll be it for this episode, and I will talk to you guys again next time. Bye.